Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. therapy um yeah we're actually live right now we are upstairs at uh the margate school in margate um in what was the old Woolworths in this right cool building it's um, a lovely building isn't it mate? it's a cool building um and we are here because uh we've got a room full of amazing art uh, headed up by our friend annabelle Lozell. hello annabelle. Right? Yeah. um and yeah, she invited us along to do a live podcast. It's our very, very first live podcast, so we're quite excited. Hello, everybody. Hello. Yeah, everyone's just munching around. Everyone's pretty, ex- not uh, as excited as you, Nick. They're as excited as me. I sound excited. I am. I'm excited. Oh, I'm ne- excited now this is all working, because it's taken about a month to get it all up and running. But yeah, yeah. I've just, been on the phone. I've just been on the phone to um, BBC Kent Radio. Yeah. And they've in. been uh, uh, just kind of telling them all about our show. Um, and Sorry, Nick, I was talking over then. Who have you been talking to? BBC Kent. The BBC? Yes. Ah. I was just on a panel show with BBC Kent. Um, very exciting. So, Annabelle's just come to sit down with us. If oh, you're yeah, listening, Annabelle's um, joining in. Oh, yeah, you're welcome to join in, of course. If you're listening on the podcast, um, expect loads of bangs and noises and stuff like that as we try and move people around and stuff. And obviously there's people looking around at the lovely art today, yeah. um, which is nice. Um, might just move that microphone into the middle of you, so if you want to talk, just obviously lean in. Yeah, we've um, got a couple of guests. <laughs> we have. Who are our guests, Nick? We have got Victoria... Who is my second cousin? I think we worked we out. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so I, I so I, um, the Hogbans tend to come from Kent, from oh, Canterbury, really? which is where I went to university. So um, uh, some of the Hogbans have come down to support us today, and I asked uh, Vicky if she wanted to be on it. Do you know anything about the lineage of the Hogbans, like Ooh, your family history? Word. Were you like um, uh, no, not really, like no. kings and queens and stuff? No. No, I don't I suppose not so. many people do, really, do they? It's been no. a silly question. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm not all that bothered about it. Well, it don't matter, does it? <laughs> I'm always just bothered about whatever's The in important my hands ones are here time. today. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and Annabelle's also joined us as well. Yay! Yay! Yay. Margate Rocks. Thank Margate you for. I like Margate, you know. <laughs> I love it. It's, it's right. the first time. It's good. Been about yeah. dishing out flyers and quite like I've it. ever, ever been here. And I really. Yeah, I've never, ever, oh, ever goodness. been here. I know the song by Chaz and Dave, obviously. Yes. They're my favourite band. Yeah. No, but um, I've never, never been. And I really like you it. You need to come back now. I will. I'll come yeah. back all the, all the bloody time. I will. I promise. Yeah, I'll dig it. I yeah. like it. I'd live here. Yeah, I think maybe I was. In this room. Yeah, this is an old Woolworths, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, like, it looks like a theatre or something, so it's all stripped back just to describe it for everyone listening to the podcast who probably don't really give a fuck what it looks like, but (laughs) um, it's basically like a really cool art space 
pulled back brick walls, floors, and we're surrounded by some amazing art. So what are, what's actually going on today, Ooh, Annabelle? Ooh, if you want, hold that mic if you want. Oh, oh my okay. gosh. Nick, yeah. take it off the stand Okay. I'll on technical difficulties. <laughs> Normally we're like full-time set up in Nick's cave, and it's very rare we leave Nick's cave, although no, we did with our own Morris. Uh, <laughs> Never uh, allowed that. Share, share a mic. Oh, we share a mic. Okay, so what, why are we here and what we're doing? So, um, my name's Annabelle Losa. Woo! And, um, yeah, I'm an artist, and I've also, we've started a new company called Squirrel Arts. And uh, basically, we create shows, art shows, and get involved in community projects and blah, 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 do lots of really cool stuff. So, the Margate Art School was originally um, Woolworths uh, building. And, and now it's an independent liberal art school running MA courses, which is awesome for Margate. Amazing. And we are super lucky to be able to have nicked this space for the next two weeks. And yeah, the artwork is breathtaking here. There's a real pick and mix, diverse range. You need to come down. And if yeah. you come down today, you'll get a cake, which oh, is pretty awesome. I haven't had a cake yet. Have you had a cake? Yeah, I haven't really had a cake. Oh, I'll, I'll have your one. You like Nah, really. Well, we've got oh. some crisps. I don't eat a lot. Uh, I don't really eat uh, like steak and stuff. Have a crisp. Yeah, I might later. All right. So, um, just some um, you've kind of been talking about calm quite a bit. Yeah. So calm. So with squirrel arts, we're quite passionate closer. about wanting um, to be involved within, um, you know, talking about mental health. Um, the issues that surround that and Calm are a charity that uh, specifically focus on male mental health and male suicide mm. which is on the rise which is very upsetting so we as artists are trying to support them in donating a, uh, a, a what's the word Con a percentage that's the word um, of any sales that we make so you need to buy our art so we can support Calm um, but uh, Brad and Nick, uh, you know, what they're doing about talking about mental health and many different issues is something that I feel quite passionately about, but also what the company Squirrel Arts wants to kind of drive forward yeah, and, right. you know, gi giving artists um, a way to speak out about it and to get involved. So, yeah, it all kind of fits, I'm, I'm being told 100%. to stick the microphone in my mouth. Yeah, so you can be Brilliant. Okay. Right. I am a bit like Minnie Mouse, so sorry. Yeah, just put it right up in there like that. <laughs> I've been on the helium, yeah. That sounds good. It's, I, I just think quite often, I know for me, uh, art is very, very therapeutic. My drawings are dark as hell. And, uh, and uh, it's almost like I uh, let out all my anger onto the page. And I think quite often artists um, are often more sensitive than others. You know, I might be wrong, but like, that's often my take on it, is that artists are often quite sensitive to the world around them, um, and that's prone to uh, being miserable like me. Is that because they tend to be more um, open-minded and see the yeah, world in, like, right. they're trying to look at everything at the same time? Yeah, yeah. Makes so, a lot of sense. I think one of the things as well, Nick, is I think we've spoken before, as artists, you know, it's not really a nine-to-five job. We are literally pouring our heart and souls into the work that we make and any kind of um, negative criticism that we might get you know we really take it to heart and you know so we're quite prone to depression yeah. um, you know it can be quite soul destroying if someone says oh you've just chucked a load of paint about yeah. <laughs> um, you it's sort of there. like well I was you know <laughs> that paint took a lot of effort actually yeah, it's true so. it's really personal isn't it and if someone disses you it, it really hurts uh, I, like, I always struggle when people say nice things about my drawings because uh, it just feels really alien, it doesn't feel real. And I was yeah. like, well, I just think it's, I, I don't really kind of like it. It's, I'm it's, like, well, I kind of pulled it off. Yeah, it's quite difficult because it's, it's personal sometimes. Yeah, you don't expect, sometimes you don't expect a compliment or a comment even. Um, you just do it because you have this kind of inner need to, to draw or, you know, to sculpt or whatever you're you know, yeah. where it is you're creating. It's it quite... satisfies that need. Yes, that inner need to, yeah. to scribble. <laughs> but like, that's about balance, isn't it? You need to, like, your life needs to have loads of different things to balance it out to kind of keep you happy. And often, like, a creative outlet is a really important part of that balance. 
and uh, for a lot of people, but not for everyone, obviously. But yeah. I find it important. So, what made you kind of get involved with mental health then? I think to be absolutely, you know, honest is, uh, you know, I struggle. I I suffer with clinical depression, have done for years. Struggled a lot at college. Um, I went to art school with with Nick, actually. And I think we both, you know, were fighting demons back then. Um, And I keep being told to shove the microphone in my mouth. (laughs) I don't want to. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so I think that's you know and Margate has gone through so much change when I was a teenager kind of growing up here it was you left school you got pregnant or went on the dole that was it really there really wasn't much of a choice um luckily I failed everything at school but art was my (laughs) one thing that I was good at and I I couldn't get into college because I didn't have um any GCSEs or anything uh, so I just kept making portfolios and just kept bugging them and got the um, you know, council involved to give me a bursary and was just kept knocking on doors, basically. Good for you. So, yeah, crazy. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I've lost, tra- I've lost my track now where I was going. Sorry. But, yeah, mental, <laughs> mental health, yeah. So I think that's, you know, my main reason. And I think it's, you know, it's something that we all are going to struggle with at some point in our lives yeah. um, and I think you know not enough is being done in 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 talking about it it's still that very boxed in ashamed thing and it, it really shouldn't be we should be able to and like you know Brad and Nick do talk about it in quite a candid manner which is we you know we can joke about it why not yeah. why yeah. can't we it needs to be joked about I think yeah, it kind of normalises it, and uh, you're kind of like having a bit of a laugh about about it. It takes the edge off of it, I think. The fact that your brain's like attacking you all the time because uh, I have that. So, Vic, um, tell us about you. What have you put, What's your experiences with mental health? Um, so mine are kind of varied. So I, I suffered with a lot of low mood. I guess I'd hesitate to call it depression, like really, but as a teenager. Yeah. Um, and I think that was just finding myself, you know, like kind of growing up and being like, where do I belong? And kind of moving between friendship groups, you know, the, the really tricky things when you're young, right? Um, but that was kind of all manageable. But then when I was, I was in my second, just finished my first year of uni, so like 20, um, I was just on the bus one day, feeling great, going over to Canterbury for like a few drinks with a friend. And suddenly, out of nowhere, I thought I was going to die. Like my, my throat, like felt like it was tightening up. I lost feeling in my face and my hands. And I was like, what is this? It was terrifying. And then it kind of went and then it came back. And in the end, my friend called 111 because she was like, I was like, something's wrong. And they very quickly picked up it was an anxiety attack. But I'd never had anything like that previously. Um, And then of course the anxiety of it happening again made it happen again. So suddenly I was having all these physical symptoms. It wasn't, it wasn't. A, it didn't feel like a mental thing at that point. It just felt like a physical thing. Yeah, of course. Um, and then, of course, I was scared to go out, and I was scared to be in the car, and like, yeah, I think for like three months, I just didn't nearly leave the house. Like, my sister tried. Like, she drove me literally from our house, like ten minutes, and I was like, I have to get out of the car. And she was like, okay. And I was still outside the car, and I was like, I need to get home, but I can't get back in the car. You know, like, yeah, like yeah, Matt yeah. is mad. Yeah. And I never, when people said to me, oh, I'm anxious, or I've got anxiety before, I thought, oh, they worry a lot. Because yeah. I do worry a lot as well. Um, but I never anticipated it would be like a physical thing. Mm. And that's really hard. Because then, of course, so then they diagnosed me with health anxiety, because I was saying, well, my throat's closing up, and this hurts, and that hurts. And they were like, oh, you just have health anxiety. And I was like, but I only have anxiety because these symptoms are happening. Like, it was a really weird chicken and egg situation. Yeah. Yeah. And so at the time, I hope doctors are better now, but at the time, like, they totally dismissed it. And I would say, can you just give me, like, a scan on my throat just to show me that this is anxiety and not something, like, tangible? Yeah. And they're like, no, because it, it will just feed into anxiety. Wow. And I was like, okay. Yeah. So, you know, that's a real, that's a real hard thing to wow. accept Definitely. that that's just your mind doing that. Yeah. 
But it's powerful mm. though, like when it has a physical effect on the body. Yeah. I had a similar mm. thing, we spoke about it on the podcast before. And it's kind of like, I don't want to say rational because that almost kind of lessens it. But it kind of, it's like uh, what you're thinking is completely justified at that moment. Yes. And you can spiral, spiral in any direction. Yep. But mm. you're, what you're doing is like, yeah, no, 100%, this is the kind of right, well, not the right, but you, it kind of self perpetuates. Exactly that. And um, yeah, it can be a bit of a minefield, really. Yeah. So, so did you. Um, was it, did, you, did you have to like continue, have you had like continued therapy or medication or anything like that? Yeah, so they, they put me on medication at the time, which did help, and um, I had some CBT, which also was really helpful, and I'd had counselling before, like little bits of drips yeah. and drabs and stuff, so I, like, that worked quite well for me, um, but the medication that they first put me on just had a whole like another side that it just didn't work for me for yeah. tons of people it does but it just didn't sit right with me yeah, it's worth saying there's a lot of different types isn't there the there's a load of different types and yeah. the problem is that that was so like it was so negative in many ways it was good in other ways but um like things like i couldn't remember it just blocked off like past my memory paths in a no. weird way so someone would say to me what did you have for dinner last night yeah. and i'd be like complete block oh, I don't know if someone reminded me I'd be like oh yeah totally yeah. I did so yeah. it wasn't like a blackout it was just the path to that memory what yeah, kind of, of I know but then that, that makes you feel anxious yeah it? exactly because you're like don't, don't, for God's sake don't ask me what I did this weekend and then you're in a social situation people are like what did you do this weekend because it's a polite thing to ask and yeah. I'm like oh, I don't know and it wouldn't be all the time right but it would be like certain situations so then I, I wanted to come off that so I did and the anxiety attacks like I just accepted anxiety attacks were part of my daily life and to a certain extent that's still the case but a lot less um, and then it got to a point where my parents were like actually you don't have to accept this like I know you're, you're functioning but you, you know you're not you're not functioning as, as well or as happily as you could be mm-hmm. just look at medication again and I was so set against it for years I was like no I'm not doing it I'm not doing it I'm not going back there and eventually I went to a doctor and I got a really lovely doctor and she was like okay listen this is how all the different anxiety medications work the one you did before was in this group this other one I want you to go on is in this group try it oh my god it's been fantastic oh, brilliant. Like, it's been amazing oh, and I really get good. no side effects I'm on a really small dose yeah. which is all I need mm-hmm. compared yeah. to the other one where I was on quite a high dose yeah. um, and it just keeps everything at bay like I'll still, I'll still sometimes sink myself into an anxiety attack but mm-hmm. you know I can live my life yeah. much less. It's weird, isn't it? Because you have completely different experiences with doctors. You know, yeah. like initially you were saying the doctor won't, won't do a scan. Mm. Uh, and some doctors are just like, no. And you just know that it's, like, it's cash-linked. Mm. Yeah, you're not yeah. going to spend the yeah. money on that. Um, but then you'll see another doctor and they'll, they'll do whatever they can. It's yeah. always it worth asking. Yeah, it's always but, worth asking. And those kind of experiences really put people off. Mm. So, yeah, absolutely. You know, we're telling people, right, you know, if you're not feeling good, go to the doctors. Mm. But then if they go to the doctors and the doctors are like, well, I can't do anything. My doctor was going, well, I can't give you any other medication. And I, mm. I went, you know, it was like you said when your mum said, no, we're not taking it. Yeah. Mm. I've got to a point when I wasn't taking it and I said, Nah, I want a, a referral to a psychiatrist. Mm. Yeah. And I'm not leaving until you do it. Mm. And then they do it. But why does it have to come to that? It really, it really well, when I was a kid, yeah. like, my doctor used to just have his eyes closed. He'd be facing forward at the screen wow. or whatever at his desk, writing the thing. It looked like he had his eyes closed like that. He'd go, yeah, what's the matter with you? And he'd go, oh, mm. like, feeling, just really I think bored. it's like depression. Yeah. As well, yeah, I'm it? feeling yeah. this, I'm feeling that, and this happened, that happens. And they're like, oh, um, how's your eating? Like, what's your iron levels like? And everything like that. So, well, um, I don't know. Like, I eat quite fairly well, I think. Mm. And then, all oh, right, keep a food diary and then come back and let us know. And then, obviously, by that time, you might have a few better days. And then yeah. you just kind of forget about it. And then, bang, it sort of happens again. Mm. Fast forward 20 years. And now it's only now that I've started, you know, I've started therapy again. I've started on fluoxetin. And it's mm. kind of started to level out. And now it's starting, starting to make a lot of sense. But it makes you wonder what it would have been like had I yeah. had a different doctor at the time. You do need mm. a yeah. approach, though, you know, just by going, oh, right, there's meds. Oh, you no, know, yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. I agree. It came mm. from. So did, were you able to kind of understand why, where that anxiety came from? Uh... To, to be honest, to this day, I'm still not sure, like what what the what the chicken or egg mm. thing was, like what made it happen. I like uh, honestly, one thing I have realised, which might help other people who have anxiety attacks, is blood sugar. If I let my if I can keep my blood sugar steady, I tend to have less anxiety attacks. Mm. I don't know if that'll work for everyone. Mm. Um, That's but if I have an anxiety attack, because I remember my mum said to me after a couple of years, she was like, "It's funny if you can eat." Obviously, you don't want to eat because you feel like your throat's really tight. Yeah, wow. If you can eat, you tend to feel a bit better. And it takes someone else, right, looking at you and mm. saying, that's, what, that's the pattern there. Mm. Um, so now I actually have pretty much cut out sugar 
um, because I don't have those spikes in sugar levels. Um, and if I feel an attack coming on and I eat, it will often dissipate. Wow. That so that's really yeah. yeah. It's funny because it's like quite a simple thing, as you yeah. say in there, because we are chemicals and water and you yeah. are what you eat, as yeah. they say. But like mm. if someone had come along and said to you, like it, what, during that time, mm. like, oh, you know, sort out your eating or whatever, you probably wouldn't be like, what? Like it's yeah. this or that or anything else. But quite often it is a really simple it is. idea. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, like, oh. You don't have to listen to your mind. No. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's just it. real simple little things. Yeah. You're like, oh, I, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. And it is, it is all scientific. And for me personally, understanding the science helped a lot. Yeah. So my, the CBT a guy that I had that made the most headway with me out of everyone, literally sat me down and was like, this is exactly what's happening when you feel numbness in your hands. This is exactly mm. the gland that all those like wow. chemicals yeah, are coming from. Good. And then I could rationalise it. Because yeah. until then it had been like, oh yeah, you had, you've got health anxiety. Well, A, how did it start? And B, why? That doesn't yeah. make any sense to me. Yeah, you, so, you want to know the why, don't you? Yeah. Definitely. And then you can accept it. Because it took me ages to accept it with anxiety. Mm. I thought, no, 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 I've definitely got a lump in my throat. No, yeah. definitely, definitely. Yeah. You know, and then that causes that more anxiety. Causes more, yeah. yeah. I saw a doctor a few years ago, actually. And uh, like you were saying, Brad, you know, this doctor didn't really look me in the face. It was just, yep, didn't, you know, I could have been anyone, didn't really matter. And as I was leaving, she said, "Um, you need to, bananas, you need to eat bananas and drink water. And I was like, wow, okay, I feel suicidal and I'm, you know, Uh, struggling and you're telling me to eat a banana. banana. Brilliant. What's the banana going to do? You know, what's, how's that going to work? (laughs) Not really, no, it's just kind of like, yeah, this isn't great. I don't want to eat bananas. It's not yeah. done nothing. Because you just want... a little bit more compassion of like, oh, how have you been feeling? Is there anything yeah. going on yeah. in your life? Like one, even one simple question mm. might have just triggered you to go. Actually, I haven't actually thought about what's going on in my life at the moment, and mm. it, it, it starts to unravel kind of yeah. thing, you know. Mm. And to make that step to actually go to the doctor to exactly. to because you feel embarrassed, oh, yeah. don't yeah. you? You yeah. feel like you know I've got. You know, I've not got a cut. I need you to put a plaster on. You know, I just, I don't know how to talk about it. I don't, you know, how to to go about it. What, you know, it's difficult. uh, uh, A woman, uh, Becky, reached out to me. She was really struggling. And for starters, I'm really pleased to have women on the podcast right now. Oh, 100%. I feel like it's always a bit, I don't want it to be male-centric. But, yeah, so this... Woman Becky reached out to me, and I was I was saying, you you need therapy, you know, like that's the only answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she was really frightened to access therapy because she thought that would then go to social care and she'd have her kids taken off of her. That wow. is that is true, and I've had that fear before, and yeah. it is absolutely terrifying. Um, but do you know what? I've had like therapy through doctors and things, and it's never actually really helped me because. You know, they're looking at the clock the whole time and you're just another number coming through the door. Mm. And the only therapy that I've had that's actually really worked is I had hypnotherapy and um, Reiki. And she got me to do... I love it. Oh, it's really cool. It's just... Yeah, yeah, it's lovely. It really is cool. Because Peter, who we've had on before, Peter Khan, big up yourself, he's... um, done hypnotherapy and you and you said it was almost like it was like a uh what well, i can't remember the term you used was it like fart like a like a yeah i felt like i was on acid yeah mm. uh and i just kind of fell through the chair but i never really felt like i went under massively but what it did do for me was um I, it just for like an hour mm. all the weight was taken off of yeah. yeah absolutely yeah. yeah if you know yeah. you're gonna do that once a week for a bit mm. like you can kind of cope with everything else yeah yeah I've done this other thing. You're going to laugh at this. This is funny. Um, I've done sleep yoga. And yes, it is a a thing. It's called yoga nidra. And it's really bizarre. So I walked into this room and there's loads of women there with their towels and everything all laying on the floor. There's like bongs going off in the background. And the lady said, come in, Annabelle, you know, relax, lay down. Um, We're just going to, it's fine. You're going to love it. You're going to drift off to sleep. And... I just thought, oh, this is just a bit trippy. This is weird. I don't know about this. Just going in a room, sleeping with lots of women, and you're telling me to just relax. Okay. And do you know what? It was just amazing. They kind of um, talk very gently. So it's like hypnotherapy, basically. But, yeah, you do... 
like feel yourself falling asleep. So you don't need um, to move or anything. No, and they you don't kind move of you. You, no, you just lay there, wow. literally right, drift right. off into sleep. I could hear the yeah, lady next to me snoring. Wow. I was like, "Well, this is a bit trippy, a bit yeah. weird." And then I'm thinking, "No, I'm not asleep because I'm having these thoughts. I'm not asleep." But then you hear the bong, and you're like, "It's like an alarm clock going off," and you're like, "Oh, okay, I'm awake." Yeah. And then truly, for the next kind of hour, hour and a half just felt absolutely incredible like I'd had the best sleep of my life wow. and it's just sort of like when you say to people yeah I've done sleep over. Yeah. <laughs> that's how cool I am so yeah you got to try it Nick you'd, you'd love it that's I think the thing. there's so many the different things there are. it's just giving it a go oh, and what's whatever's right at the time yeah. and just yeah. sussing out what works for you again. and trying to relax into it too right like a bit like you said yeah. you know if you've got an overactive mind which often yeah. you're going to if you're mm. anxious or depressed you go into it thinking like, if I have to lay still and I can't leave the room if I have an anxiety attack, I get anxious. Yeah. Mm. So I'm thinking, oh, my God, am I going to embarrass myself if I walk out? What happens if I have an anxiety attack? So it's trying to, like, quiet your thoughts enough to allow yourself to experience mm. that. Yeah, and that's course. a real challenge, oh, too, definitely. isn't it? Yeah. I find it easier if someone else is doing it for me. Like, yeah. I'm guided. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Like, like I, I did a um, transcendental meditation course, which was ridiculously expensive. And I really didn't get a lot out of it because uh, like I had moments when I thought it worked, but a lot of the time I just couldn't switch my brain off enough to do it. Yeah. But if I'm paying for someone to like guide me through it, I'd suddenly become really open-minded because it yeah. costs me money and things. Yeah. <laughs> but if I'm doing it at home, I'm like, there's just too much going on and my head's going everywhere. I want to know about your experience of Reiki then. Yeah, no, as, as the, the first time I had it, I, I couldn't relax properly because yeah, I just kept exactly finding myself opening one eye just to see what, you know, what the lady was actually doing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you experience, well, for me, you kind of experience this heat coming off your body. Um, is it, did they use the hot stones or is that something no, else? Something no, something else. They don't actually touch you. No, they oh, don't right. touch you. No. They it's just... something to do with stones though, right? No, no. no. Oh, Maybe I'm sorry, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so no, you just kind of lay there and um, close your eyes, just kind of just relax. There's usually some gentle music or something playing. Um, and she'll just gently hover her hands. I'm doing the demonstration as well. Yeah. Um, gently hover her hands kind of over your body. And I mean, it's, it's strange. You can feel um, heat and you can sometimes feel a tingling happening. And um, it, it's, it's strange. The lady who I get um, my Reiki from, is that Catherine? Yeah, big up Catherine. Um, she says she knows where my tension or my problems are because she feels the heat source um, coming off. And sometimes she can experience my stress after she's done a session she absorbs yeah, it yeah um wow. it's just really and yeah i just feel really relaxed after i've suffered a lot of um i dislocated my shoulder a year ago and i've had ongoing issues with it and you know i sometimes go and see her not particularly say oh my shoulder's hurting but she can feel it she can kind can of feel, feel it feel it um well if there's lots going on in my head she would just go whoa your head's um full pack today it's Whoa. busy in there it's, it's, it's just it's yeah. really interesting yeah. and I wasn't you know I wasn't somebody who kind of believed in all of that um, I think like a lot of people you just expect to go to a doctor get a pill yeah. but it will mm. be sorted but that's actually not the case I've, I've really learned over the last year or more that uh, there's so much value in those kinds more yeah. kind of new age spiritual mm. stuff that you know I was always real cynic and I've said this loads of times but like, I'm not a cynic anymore mm. I'm not because like it just seems to work and it is I suppose it's about uh, yeah opening your mind up yeah what's your experience with it then Vic? very similar so I had when I was at work they had like little 10 minute sessions like taster sessions at lunchtime which was so like great and I was I'm the same as you like as I already said like I'm very much like science based and so I was like, mm, someone holding their hands on you or like hovering their hands, I don't know, but I'll try it, fine. And I just sat in the chair and I was like, yeah, like, whatever. And then as soon as she put, she actually did put her hands on me, um, on my shoulders, as soon as she did, I felt like a kind of whoosh of like energy. And so freaked myself out and 
like the anxiety kicked in and my brain kicked in oh, and then no. didn't didn't enjoy it. But the second time, well, not didn't enjoy it, but obviously didn't get the yeah. full benefit. And then the second time it was actually my auntie, which was really, and it was in her house. So it was all like really safe and it was all, and I, I hadn't been able to sleep because I kept having anxiety attacks when I was trying to sleep. And it'd been like a long weekend. And she was like, just come up for her, some Reiki. And as I say, I hadn't been able to sleep, but I actually fell asleep while she was doing it, which was such a relief. And I felt like all the energy and the, like you say, warmth. Mm. Um, yeah, it's just so beautifully relaxing. And But it is important to feel safe because otherwise your brain will kick in. Yeah. And that's why I'm really lucky. My aunt, It was my auntie that did it. And now I'd probably feel a lot more relaxed doing it with another, another practitioner. Um, but yeah, it's so easy for your brain to kick you out of that stage. Yeah, of course. That's the only problem. Yeah, I, I had that all the way through here. Very, very, yeah. very rarely did I feel like I really went under because my brain's just going oh, round and round. Or I'm Is it happening yet? Is it happening yet? Am I doing it right? Exactly. Yeah. Am I going under? Am I, am I, am I still awake? Am I here? Yeah. yeah. And I, just that is actually really stressful. Like my brain is constantly like really stressed out. Mm. I'm not really that stressed out a person. People are always surprised that... Uh, Everyone always thinks I'm really relaxed in there. And in many ways I am, but like internally I'm really not. Yeah. Internally I'm like raging all the time. <laughs> Um, but the thing is, even yeah, like from a mindfulness yeah. point of view, being aware of that voice and noticing yeah. the fact that you are noticing that voice yeah. is kind of part part of the process. Mm. And noticing that you you don't have to just be the the noise that you're hearing as I'm sort of speaking now. You can mm-hmm. kind of choose to take a step back from that yeah. and say, that, that actually, yeah, I'm going to yeah. stop listening to that bit yeah. and I'm going to kind of just do this bit, you know. So Erkan Tom, who's the author of The Power of Now, which I really recommend to everyone, but also he does. Some audio Eckhart Tolle. Eckhart, I never know if it's Tolle. 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 I've read that and I love it. Yeah, it's great. So he has some really good advice on like the noise, the the, the voice in your head. Yeah. And he, yeah, he says I can't remember what it is, but I think it's observe the thinker. Yeah. So you kind of like watch yourself have these thoughts. And that, but and his thing is exactly as we kind of discussed. His thing is if you try and get yourself into a meditative state or anything like that, the more you think about it, it won't happen. Yeah, that's true. So you have to try and step away from that. And one trick that he says in his power of now which I find so useful I do it all the time is you ask yourself what thought will I think next and then you just wait and you find that actually it's a good few seconds before any thoughts actually come in I just did it then yeah, yeah. and you're like <laughs> there's nothing no. and, then, and then your brain will go there's nothing and then that's that's the next thought it's but a little bit scary though because we have to talk on this because it's a podcast yeah, so yeah don't do it now but that's such a good thing to like practice yourself with right because it takes your thoughts out. if you think I need to clear my mind I need to clear my mind I need to clear my mind Probably not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Until you've trained yourself, yeah. right? Yeah, cool. yeah. So, Erkan Tom, like, yeah, thoroughly recommend. Um, that's, that's really cool. good. And the other bit of advice that he has, and it's kind of like lots of people say this, but it's accept what you can't change and change what you can. And mm. the, but the way he says it, which is why I recommend the power of now, the way he says it makes it resonate in a way that makes it a little bit more. It's a thing we all hear and say, isn't it? But he makes it kind of more possible to actually do it I totally agree that's, uh, that's why I like him he's got loads of stuff on YouTube and you can watch him talking about it he's like this little hamster fella yeah. and he's really really calm and he's just like yeah he's got a beautiful voice yeah. as well yeah you know, don't think about it, or you know, you don't yeah. have to. It's there, but you don't have to go with it. You can just, but by recognising that you're thinking that way, that's the start of not thinking that way. Yeah. Yeah. But I find that like, uh, it's like not fighting him. Like yeah. if you're going, oh, I'm thinking about killing everyone. <laughs> not today, though. No, yeah, not, not today. today. It's sunny market. Not today. That goes away all the time. So rather than go right now, I've got to fight. I've got to fight it. I'll just go. Oh, I'm thinking about killing everyone. It's like a yeah. whole kind of giving yourself permission, isn't it? Yeah, it's like yeah. actually, I think as soon as you give yourself permission to be depressed or upset, then you can like give yourself permission to like. Hey, get well, get better. Yeah. Mm. It's so kind of spot on. Yeah. You guys come out of some great ones, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> we might, we should go. We're <laughs> we should go and you two should do this, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Let's but do then it. It's so true. It's like, oh, oh, all right, I feel sad today. Yeah. Yeah, and, and just have a sad day. And the other thing about that is right. it takes some of the hit out of your thoughts. Yeah. So, especially with anxiety, I would, one of my CBT people said to me, like, 
you need to realise that your thoughts aren't aren't powerful. Your thoughts on in their on themselves on their own aren't going to make anything happen. Yeah. So, and if you just allow them to go and go, okay, I just thought that that's cool. Mm. Like it takes some of the hit out of them. Otherwise, you might think, oh, I want to kill everyone today. Oh my god, why am I thinking that? Oh my god, oh my god, yeah. push that down. Yeah. Now, am I an awful person? Oh my god, I'm an awful person. Whereas if you just go, okay, cool, that's yeah. that thought's there, but it's not powerful. That's, it's just there. That, that was like that's the big shift that I had. It was the, don't fight it, it's fine. Yeah, mm. just I a thought. Yeah. It's just a thought, it don't matter, I'm not going to go and get it. Yeah, right? exactly. Well, sometimes I'd like to. Do you know what, we're, we're human, we have all these crazy yeah. thoughts and we're allowed to, it's yeah. okay to want, well, you no, I'm not going to say you want to go kill everyone, that's wrong. <laughs> I'm not going to say that because Nick's just bonkers. Yeah. So we, yeah. <laughs> we won't do that. There's, There's no power in the thought. But yeah. you know what, we, we all have these trippy thoughts and it's okay to have them. And do you know what, paint them. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, like, like, clearing the mind them. down, like, yeah. normally leads to creativity. It kind of frees up some space. Yeah. And then, like, for me, I go straight to music straight away. So yeah. as soon as That's I start to feel there. that sort of bit, I'll either, yeah. normally it's sort of stress to get all the gear out, but I just reach for headphones or whatever, and then the creativity just sort of kicks back mm, in yeah. again. It's amazing. It's like opening a tap almost, or like the yeah. floodgates. Get rid of all of the... A release valve, yeah. yeah. Yeah, at least for a little while, and then just go from there. Mm. Yeah, I, I just yeah. do creative stuff all day basically now mm. yeah like mm. i kind of roughly do my job but around that even i'm <laughs> yeah. work i'm quite often drawing so just because it's like well that stuff makes me sane i like the fact that you draw all yeah. the time like even when I we're do doing the podcast because he can't keep still we do the podcast and he'll be sitting yeah. there sort of drawing and doodling yeah. and he did those videos the other day the time lapse ones of you yeah. etching and sketching mm. and yeah they were great and so, some of your pictures are for sale today nick yes <laughs> yay <laughs> well, yeah, no, but the thing is, I, like, I, the way I do it is I don't really think about what I'm doing. I just start drawing. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And so it is, it's almost like coming from somewhere else. Mm. And I find that really cathartic. But yeah. basically everything's really dark and scary. So it's all those kind of, you know, like crap mm. just coming out onto a page. And it's mm. like, well, unless I'm doing something with it. The thing is, like, with doing the podcast as well, it's like, it's like turning that bad thing into something good. Mm. Yeah. And it's just totally worked. Yes. Yeah, and your hobby doesn't have to be something that makes you happy. It can be, but it can also be a cathartic thing. Yeah. Well, actually, maybe when you're drawing, you are really angry, and you, or you are crying when you're doing it, or yeah. Yeah, you're singing, or you're playing music, and you're, and you're crying, because, but you're letting it out. Yep. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have to be, oh, that makes me happy all the time, therefore that's the best hobby. Yeah, just um, you need a balance, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and... Uh, Eddie Temple Morris was saying everything's a balance, and it's so true. It is. Your life is a real balance, and if you get the balance right, then you're doing all right, mm. generally. Yeah, because yeah. it's hard. Mm. It, I think, yeah, people need to like accept that it, it's hard. And when you kind of think, okay, li life is really challenging, as soon as you accept that and you accept mm. that, you know, life isn't supposed to be easy, it's not easy for anyone, you let yourself off the hook a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I, I always say to people, like, just be nice to yourself. Like, all right, you haven't yeah. really shit time. But be nice to yourself within mm. that. Like mm. you haven't done anything wrong. Yeah. Mm. So all the time you're punishing yourself, you're actually just making it worse, and it goes nowhere. Like it doesn't help anyone. Doesn't help you. Just be nice to yourself. Yeah. Let and yourself each off, other. As you said, let yourself yeah. off the hook. I think it's really important. If you need a day in bed wallowing, yeah. Have that day in bed wallowing. Don't spend it feeling guilty. Oh, I should have been doing this. I should have been doing that. Like again, this is at Cantam yeah. again. If you if you need that, then fully be in that. Fully relax as much as you can. Mm. Don't guilt trip yourself. That is what your body needs, so do it. Yeah. yeah that's and that's one of the hardest things. Mm. Yeah, it is. There is talk of companies having um, mental health uh, like mental health days. Yeah. Like uh, yeah. mind days, I think they're calling them. <gasps> which is amazing. Imagine just being able to ring up and go, No, I'm having a duvet day today and that's yeah. it. Yeah. Instead yeah. of figuring, Oh, I need to make yeah. this excuse of like, Oh, my cat's broken its leg or whatever. I need to make mm. an excuse that's physical. I can't yeah, yeah. possibly say I'm too anxious yeah. or yeah. too depressed exactly. to go in today. Yeah. 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 And I like to think hopefully that's coming from like the awareness of it and yeah. I'm not maybe maybe on a smaller scale but certainly on a larger scale it seems that some of the bigger companies you know, Google's got slides and bean bags and stuff in oh whatever. that's amazing so that's like last year when I was off for ages I just decided no I'm just going mad I need to take time off um, and then I realised that initially I was like I can't take any more time off I've had so much time off sick but Kind of, I had the realization that actually I wasn't ill. I, I mean, I was ill, but I wasn't physically ill. Yeah. I was just mentally ill, and that's why I was always having time off. Mm. Uh, and then when I kind of just thought, ah, I 
just not going to apologise for it. No, no, because that makes it worse. No, makes it worse. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to apologise for it anymore. No. Yeah. And then yeah, I don't know. It is inspiring mm. to be able to just do it. Mm. And say it. One of the things I do or say to John, my partner, sometimes, it, you know, we might get the opportunity to have a babysitter and get like, you know, a proper night out, like going out out. That's gold dust when you have uh, kids. That's gold right? dust. <laughs> but then I'll just, like you with anxiety, I'll just go, no, I can't. It's two people out there. I can't. It's too. Yeah. No, I can't do it. I can't do people. Don't. I can't. Can't. And he's like, well, you know, we're going out out. Let's yeah. go, let's just it's take advantage. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, no, I can't. This is our window. Exactly. And that's like that, do you know what that's okay. That's okay. It's just yeah. sort of like because next time you might want to go out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You might not, whatever. Yeah. yeah, it's not easy, especially no. with the kids as well. Yeah. They suck the life out of you. <laughs> love them though. Love them to bits. Yeah, yeah. Them. one of them's here. He's hiding. I think he's, uh, he's yeah, disappeared. Met him earlier. He's lovely. He's 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 a good boy. He's come out to um, serve drinks and cakes, and Aww. he really didn't want to, but um, he's he did it for me. Bless oh, him. Good for him. Yeah. Good boy. <laughs> yeah, we had a good chat about Banksy a minute ago. So we were oh yeah, that, so yeah. We were recently um, in Amsterdam. We saw a really rocking. Um, Banks the exhibition and so yeah he's he's inspired he's inspired so Amazing. yeah it's great great when you see stuff that really inspires you as well yeah. we all need lifting don't we Absolutely. that's what I like about uh, Instagram just yeah. like it's just full up of good images and I'll look I'll, I won't know what to draw or I'll yeah. be kind of stuck and I'll just flick through my phone and like you haven't got to think hard. about it have you yeah you haven't got to read it or concentrate on it you can just swipe through just take it yeah, in yeah just take it in it's just yeah oh that's nice well like, like that it does get a bit boring though when you just press like to everything yeah, it's sort I, of I, like oh, this is yeah, a bit now sort of <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah it's a balance isn't it between yeah. not just catching yourself when you're just mm, scrolling yeah. for something to do yeah. It's funny though, I guess I've kind of come to this conclusion that you just don't need to think as much as you do. No. You yeah. don't really need to think that much. Mm. Like life kind of takes care of itself in, in many ways and mm -hmm. like a lot of the time you think about stuff so much that yeah, you get yourself into a state. Like I've never had like serious anxiety but I've had periods when I've had anxiety and that's just purely because I've got a hundred things going on at mm. once. Like that was when my wife was ill. And so many worries and concerns that I was almost talking myself into that kind of to anxiety. Mm. Mm. Um, and then I just realised that actually I can't do fuck all about any of it. Mm. Mm. Like, and that's like Eckhart Tolle says that, is that you can't actually do anything about any of it. Mm. So why worry about it? Yeah. And it's really hard to do, but I've kind of over just practice and doing and doing and doing. I kind of got to the point where I just don't worry about it. Yeah. You have to practice. Yeah. 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 I think that's the key because it's easy to get. Um, put off it when you go oh that doesn't work for me I'm still worrying you have to practice it's it's like any muscle in your body you have to like get it into a certain rhythm and open up certain pathways in the brain and then it will become more naturally yeah you kind of get to a point though when you find yourself going uh, thinking about something and you're like oh yeah I don't have to do that and I and, and I find now I'm like you know like uh, it's like a song comes on that reminds me of dark days or something and, and and it doesn't just take me straight back there mm. like now it's just kind of natural i just think mm. like in a more kind of helpful way yeah mm. it's there i acknowledge yeah. it's there it's brought up those feelings and that's okay yeah mm. but it's not going to necessarily affect me yeah i'm terrible at it at the moment the worrying you told me off for of worrying the other day didn't you yeah, I just don't know. What, I, I know you've got like grief and there's stuff going on, but essentially, that most of it you can't do any more than you're, you're doing. So it's like, mm. yeah, what, but it's a really hard thing to accept, isn't it? It it's is really hard. really hard. Completely, it's really hard not to worry about stuff. But yeah. essentially, you worry about stuff you can do nothing about. No, that's true. And it's like. That's the stoic thing. Isn't it? mm. One of the things yeah. that sprung to my mind is I was thinking about my nan actually with her with with sayings and things like you know there's the saying you know don't cry over spilt milk. Yeah, yeah. It's just so simple, and when you think about it, it's like, oh yeah, actually we mm. can't do anything about it. It's happened. Mm. Crying over it isn't going to change the situation. No. It, it, it's it was it it's not is anymore. It mm. was it's gone. And it's just, there's so much power in those little nuggets of, yeah. of you know, 
what people say in, in sayings. I love it. It's just... the, the nuggets and those sayings are, I think, are totally the key. Yeah, yeah. There, yeah. there isn't anything much. We to we it. need to bring no. them back or make some new ones. Yeah. yeah, we should make some new ones. We should end on having a new one. <laughs> what would we do? Like, um, it's got to be something like don't spend any more than four minutes scrolling through Instagram because <laughs> yeah, you'll yeah. never look as good as me in a bikini or whatever. <laughs> I, I just like you don't have to listen to your brain that's yeah. well my yeah. thing but it's like your brain's not in charge yeah you yeah. don't have to listen to it because your brain's just going to tell you everything's awful and you're more a piece of shit yeah, mm. yeah. Like, well no I'm not man yeah yeah, yeah. screw your brain I was just going to say find your way of, of keeping your brain quiet like I said I spent yeah. years and years and years yeah. like consciously going yeah don't think that right clear your mind clear your mind clear your mind and that's why none of this stuff ever worked for me and I'd go yeah. and I'd do it dutifully but it never worked for me and CBT was great but only to a point and then I, I couldn't see the point in it anymore um, but it's only at Cantalm and like, w- like watching myself thinking that's actually made me be able to manage that. So don't give up is what mm. I'd say. Find your, what helps you quiet your brain. Um, it might not be the same as someone else's. Yep. Mm. Yep, totally great. Thanks for that. It's really cool to be able to talk about it because I have the conversations in my, in my head where it's kind of like, oh, I must be really insane. There's something wrong. Like I'm having this conversation in my head, but you're actually talking about it, which is cool. So it's like, oh, actually, yeah, I'm not so crazy then. It's yeah. just, it's yeah, nice it's to know that... verbalising things out loud. Mm. Like, sometimes that's all you need to do, just say it out loud to another person. They yeah. don't even have to be completely listening. No, yeah. But yeah. by saying the things out loud, I find that I go to... I have psychotherapy every Monday morning, and just going there, sometimes just by saying something out loud, like, as I'm saying it, I'm like... Yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah. Actually, I'm totally wrong on that. And forgiving yourself Mm. for it as well, and like being sort of humble and saying, you know, I'm up for making a mistake with whatever I'm saying, Mm. which again isn't always an easy thing to do, but Mm. having people you can talk to like that, which is obviously good, like with therapy, but being able to be open and that honest to be able to go, I'm just going to say this thing, it might be weird or odd or whatever, but it's Mm. fine. I've just said it, it's gone, and it is what it Mm. is. Because your brain's like a pinball machine, and there's so many different things and like we said before thoughts come to us and they're not necessarily anything we'd ever want to act on but thoughts happen and it's the same as if you're doing a creative project like I'm sure like with all this yeah. um, your idea might be great but as soon as you've vocalised it and bounced it around a few times you'll figure out okay well is that viable has anyone got any good mm. things to add to that and it's exactly the same with like feelings mm. um, like you said you say it out loud and straight away you're like okay, yeah, I can see that's maybe not as rational as it felt in my brain. And someone else saying to you, okay, well, here's why it might not seem rational to me. It's like anything, bouncing those ideas around between brains is always so much better than in your little capsule by itself. you're going to be wrong. I always You're going to be wrong sometimes, yeah. Like I wake up from, like, when I wake up in the morning, that little bit of space between being asleep and being awake, and then I'll be like... Oh, I know, I'm going to um, open a jelly bean shop and like everyone's going to come <laughs> yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. Like, your brain's like, oh, you know, I'm going to wake someone up, I need to write yeah. notes and everything like that. And yeah. then literally about a half hour later and you're busy with your day and you think, what was I thinking of? Yeah. I don't know what's actually come yeah. to that. Like, and I don't even know anything about them. And like, you start sort of processing. I don't even like jelly beans. Yeah. 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 But at the time, your brain's like, oh, this is such a good idea. Yeah. We should do this and we should do that. But I suppose that is the creative flow. Mm. Your body's not worrying about anything else. So yeah. even standing up. So it's yeah. allowing, your brain's allowing itself to just go, I know, we can do yeah. this, we can do that. Yeah, well, I found out recently, which really surprised me because I always thought that you were most creative when you were the most awake. And that's kind of, I think quite a common conception, mm. which may or may not be true, but the, the recent research that I've read is suggests that you're most creative when you're really tired mm. because your brain doesn't like object to things as much. It won't go, oh, no, that's a bad idea. It will just let things run out. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah. It's like worn down, like, yeah, go on, yeah. do what you want. Yeah. So yeah. Just, it hasn't quite woken up argue. enough to be like, Jelly beans? Yeah, yeah really? You should, you should have done it. You yeah. should have acted yeah. on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Imagine that. You could be looking <laughs> at just, like, yeah. Yeah. jelly beans. So don't ignore market. yourself when you're tired. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Be creative. Write some things down. Yeah. Um, yeah. You'll that find less resistance to it. That's, that's really cool. Yeah. Actually, Nick, that's just that's just remind me. Do you remember um, a tutor at art college, Robin? I can't remember his yeah, last yeah, name. Yeah. I was going through a tough time, and um, I was struggling with my work. And one of the things he actually said to me was to take a sketchbook to bed. To bed. He said, you know, if you think of something, you know, wake up and draw it. And I was thinking, you know, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to disturb myself. But actually, my best work happened when I was like 
you know, one going down. off to sleep, one down, or waking up going, oh, yes, brilliant. Brilliant. In the morning time, I'd look at it and go, what the hell is this? And, but then it actually did end up in my work, yeah. and I actually, you know, improved my practice. Um, so that's quite interesting. Yeah. Take, yeah, yeah. take a book like, to bed. I always yeah. saw in the evenings <laughs> and when I'm knackered, and I think that's when my, my head's the most clear. Mm-hmm. And like when I was studying, I, I always did it really late at night. Yeah, mm-hmm. I never used to sleep very well. Yeah. I do now, but I never used to, so I used to do everything really late at night. And like, the daytime was always the time for me. Yeah. I, done. I, I just used to get really stunned. <laughs> I remember it, yeah. <laughs> Which was all right. Yeah, where's Where Nick? He's, um, yeah, he's um, busy. <laughs> He'll be here later. I, I used to get up, like, when I was at university, <laughs> I used to get up about 12, and then stumble about, go home, get stoned, and maybe do some stuff in here. Yeah, just... Like drinking. <laughs> or did you break it up a bit? Yeah. yeah. I was a real heavy drinker then, though, and I, and I stayed a heavy drinker. I think that, that's a big about. thing, though, isn't it, at, at college, at university. It's just, I mean, when we were there, we used to have pound a pint nights. Do you remember yeah. that? Oh, that was just lethal. Yeah, that was just absolutely lethal. Cause, oh, and, yeah, it's just like... I was such a snob on that. I'm not drinking Miller. Mm. <laughs> I want Stella. Yeah, yeah. I'm always so self-destructive. Yeah, yeah. Myself to death. That's why I did it. So I'm always going to the Yeah. It's a right passage with uni and college, though, isn't it? I guess just all part of it. Yeah. That's the thing, right? Because it wasn't. It wasn't, it was just me being self-destructive. That's what I realised later on. It mm. weren't just me. It was like, oh, let's rock and roll. You know, I'm in a band, I've got to get trashed all the time. Mm. And then I kind of realised that later on, like when I stopped drinking so much, was that, no, it wasn't right passage. I was ill. Wow, yeah. You know, yeah. I, was, I was drinking to yeah. escape my brain mm. and trying to destroy myself. Basically trying to kill myself slowly mm. uh, without having the balls to actually do it. Mm. So it's like, oh yeah, I just, I'm ruining my body. Mm. It's interesting, isn't it? Because uh, and it mean, you know, the environment you were in kind of masked that because it was, you know, it's a place where everyone does drink a lot and lots of people do drink a lot. Yeah. Yeah, So you and you, you were able to normalise that, um, and you didn't feel the need to be self-reflective because everyone's doing it. Yep. Mm. Yep. That's that's quite a scary thought, isn't it? That like there's there, there could be loads of people at uni kind of going through the same thing and, and it's masked by the fact that they're in that scenario. Mm. Yeah, I think it's that kind of difference between people kind of drinking to have fun and then that's it. Yeah. Like I was drinking every day. You know, yeah. like quite happily just sit indoors, watch films and drink loads of booze yeah. for cancer. I, I had one night uh, when I was in my house at university, everyone had gone away for the weekend, I stayed indoors and just drank uh, bottles of like super lager, yeah, like a really strong oh. stuff, just blows your head off. Oh, what, like tenants? Yeah, like, it's so gross, it's so hard to get down, but I'm like, it's gonna get down. Mm. Uh, watching uh, The Shining and just scaring myself to death. Mm. That film oh, scares God. me so bad. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just like, uh, I just drink myself to sleep. I used to do that. I did that for 10 years. Wow. That's bad, isn't it? Solid. And what about now? How are you drinking now? I don't. I only drink at the weekends. Mm. Mm. Uh, I tend to. I still. That still goes from my. I'm still like, I've got a drink mm. until I've like, got to mm. go to sleep. Mine's yeah. sleep. It's just, yeah, uh, if sleep. I sleep yeah. or, you know, or just, yeah, it's sort of. I just want to sleep because it's like, you, well, you've escaped, haven't you? Yeah, you yes. You've switched off, you've gone, you're in I'm another totally world right. completely. Um, but yeah, I just kind of, if I find things too overwhelming, it's just like, yeah, I need to go to bed. I mm. need to, there's too much going on. I need to yeah. shut down. And, you know, thankfully, I've not had to, you know, turn to drink or anything. I went through a stage of self-harming when I was at school, which was... You know, it was really horrible. I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing. I was like 10, 11, didn't, didn't really yeah, realise why, why I was doing it or what I was doing. And then it, it kind of stopped and then it happened again in my adult life. I was unfortunate, had miscarriages and I started doing it again. Um, but it's, it's weird when you're in that kind of self-destructive 
um, I don't know, phase. Don't, it doesn't, feel it doesn't do it. no. And there's a, a, a real comfort in it, which is kind of, and it's an addictive comfort. So, like, you know, I guess on the same, same way that alcohol was your um, crutch, you know, for me, it was self harming. I've, I've hurt myself. I used to put facts out of my arms and things like mm. that. And I think, um, and I think essentially what I was saying was, like you deserve this. Yeah. You're so yeah. shit that you yeah. deserve yeah. it. And I and then realising and it has only been in the last year or so and I think actually I, I don't think I am that shit. I don't deserve it. Yeah. And that things have really changed. But I think like that that was my bit at the time. It's like, mm. wow, the pain's I deserve the pain, so the pain's quite yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah. It's like you're so shit, you might as well. Mm. There's a happy thought. It's good, isn't it? It's, we're all happy here in sunny Margate. <laughs> yeah. No, it's all good. It's important to talk about these things. It's important to talk about these things. It needs to be spoken Because someone else is, it might be going through it right now. Yeah. Exactly. And there is a light at the end of the tunnel and it's, it's hard to see it, but hearing people talk about it and talk about how they've come through it mm-hmm. does make you realise there is a light. Yeah, and I think that's kind of where we always try and, try and get the episodes to, to a point of, uh, you know, suggestions about ways we can deal with it and actually that we can get through it mm. because you do get through it you get through it every yeah. day yeah. you know the fact that you're alive means that you're you're winning yeah exactly like, every day it yeah. is like yeah it is miserable shit but like like i don't feel miserable talking about it particularly because no. it's like well that was me yeah you know yeah. Like, i feel like I, don't, I do have days when i go back to it but it's not me anymore really yeah mm. but i do you know like every few months um, I'll have to, I'll do like what you said, I'll pretty much sleep for two days. Mm. And I just, for some reason, I really need that. Yeah. But it's your body saying to you, yeah, you, well, you, need you know, it. you've yeah. had enough, you need to shut down and and you've got to allow yourself to do that. And I think that's the one of the key things is going back to the whole permission thing. Yeah. You've got to give yourself permission and say, do you know what, it's, it's all right to have bad thoughts, it's okay mm-hmm. to feel shit and lock people out and... You're allowed to. We're, yeah. we're human beings, and and to talk about it as well. You know, I didn't know I was going to talk about all this shit <laughs> today. Yeah. But, but you've been you know, to if, it, it, if yeah. it's helped one person, then I, you know, it's awesome. I've done the right thing. Yeah. Exactly that. Um, and I'll tell you what, it is helping because we're getting so much feedback from people saying it is helping. It's crazy. It's it like is talking people just, back off a bridge. It really way. is. It really and is. It, it clearly is helping. So everything you're saying will be helping people. Yeah. It is just like, it's such a pers- it seems like such a personal thing when you're going through it and you start to think to yourself, well, no one else could be possibly going through this because it's in my head mm. and no one else has got my dad, my mum or this hasn't mm. happened to me or anything else. But when you just hear like, it could be that one little sentence or that one word that suggests that someone's gone through something slightly the same yeah, and then you're totally. like, oh, actually, I can, I can, I can talk about this or mm. I can yeah. listen to about it. And like, the podcasts are great for that because mm. you could literally type in stuff in the search bar and I guarantee you'll find something that you're, you're looking for yeah. or that yeah. whatever you're searching mm. for. Or there'll be a rabbit hole, so it'd be a particular mm. person. Even if it's like a band that you like or whatever, you, you like them, mm. they might appear on like a mental health podcast. And then yeah. before you know it, you're kind of in this little kind of journey mm. of sort of helping yourself, mm. really, which is amazing. Yeah. yeah. I think, you know, I feel, I feel quite passionately about what Nick and Brad are doing, you know, to further on, um, you know, collaborating together. Um, and I think it's important for... Uh, mental health to be talked about in in different spaces in different environments with different businesses uh, colleges you know whatever you need to open the doors and you know why can't artists collaborate on Mm. important topics um you know, in a, in a fun manner. I hope this yeah. has been fun. It's yeah, all, yeah. all going to be gone a bit dark, uh, but you know, I think it's just. Yeah. I think it's important that you know we talk about it in different spaces. You know that it's not you're not in a doctor's office or in a therapy situation. That it it can be in a you know falling apart. Old, old Woolworths building, <laughs> soon to be. Wow, it is already a, an amazing art school, it's and it's going to, you know, further up, go on to be that. And you know, why not use these spaces? Why Absolutely. not, you know, 
using to reach people. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But you know, just talking in here today, isn't it? And I just think, like, normally people are quite frightened about going to the doctors or frightened mm. about seeing, seeing a therapist. When essentially, all you often, unless you're really ill, like, you know, there's been times when that wouldn't have done it for me, but, you know, often it is just about telling someone. Yeah. Mm. And it yeah. doesn't need to be a professional, because the professional element is the scary bit. Yeah. You know, mm. and like, hopefully you've got friends you can talk to. Uh, I don't feel I barely ever talk to my friends about stuff like this, though. Not really, unless they kind of led on to thinking maybe in a similar sort of light. or And that's where like maybe TV's kind of good, because someone might say, oh, just see that thing on TV, and, mm. and then you can be like, oh, I kind of felt like that. And then in, mm. they might go, oh, yeah, me too. But there's never any like there's never an ideal time yes. to talk about no, it exactly it just right. sort of come out but the thing to get across is always talk to someone because mm, yeah. from what we've seen and um people that we're talking to and they felt like they really can't talk to anyone else mm. but they're messaging and emailing us mm. yeah. which is yeah. nuts it's brilliant like, him. yeah um <laughs> uh, it's crazy and but that is enough for someone yeah, yeah. and that is all it is like, yeah, it's enough or it's a starting point yeah 100% yeah. Yeah. and it doesn't have to be so, sorry I won't mud you off anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have to be like a whole like oh I'm going to go and do the doctors and everything else. it could mm. be a simple text message to someone that you haven't spoken to for ages yeah. or like liking someone's post on Instagram or Facebook and then they say oh I haven't seen you for ages and like sparking up a conversation yeah. how you been oh actually I haven't mm. been that well oh me mm. too and then like yeah. going from there it doesn't have to be such a big thing no. yeah, yeah exactly and that's what I like the fact that you said that because like social media doesn't need to be a nightmare. No. Like you can use it for good things mm. uh, and you can reach out to people. I just, I, I found like since we've been doing this, like people I've spoken to for years have been going like, oh yeah, yeah, I've had real problems with anxiety. Yeah. Like, mm. you know, I never knew. Yeah. And then people have said to me, I never knew with me. No. Mm. Like, yes, we're really good at hiding it. Yeah. We're all really good at hiding yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I used to think Nick was just, you know, a pothead rock and roll star yeah, at well. college. <laughs> <laughs> and that was well, it. Give you that idea. But, you know, it's because of social media. We can either love it or hate it. It's a bit like Marmite. Um, I love that. It's a bit like that. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, I wouldn't have got in contact with Nick. It's only because I saw what he was doing. I was like, oh, bloody hell. That's Nick Noise exactly. from yeah. college. What the fuck? Okay. Yeah. And then it's like you know when he started talking about mental health and that it's like oh he wasn't actually a rock and roll star he was a pothead he was ill it makes sense that's exactly right though but yeah most people just they just don't know um but yeah, everyone's really... We're on the curve, I think, of, with social media from kind of, not MySpace so much, but definitely Facebook mm. and Instagram. That's the hour. <gasps> oh. but it's um, oh, yeah. We, everyone has got this pretense to, this sort of facade to hold up. So people will only put on the good pictures and the holidays. Yeah. And that makes everyone else feel like shit. You scrub yeah. through and like, this person's been on holiday like every week or whatever. Where lo and behold, yeah. they just put, they've been on one holiday a year and they just put a different picture yeah. on every week. Yeah, yeah. And I guarantee every person that you think is doing that is, you know, they've got something going on every yeah. time. Yeah. Everyone's fighting battles, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, definitely. Mm. Well, it's funny though, I think people, if they, they feel if they elevate themselves publicly, then they will somehow elevate them internally. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, no, it doesn't work like that. No. What's been nice for us doing this That's is, cool. I'm reversing it, because I was guilty of doing that for a long time. Um, not to an extreme, but I would definitely be selective over what I was putting on there. Mm. And now doing the reverse and not caring so much. Yeah. It feels so much more freeing and open. Yeah. And it's a bit more of an honest reflection of what who I actually am kind of mm -hmm. thing. Not so much. There's still the odd Instagram food thing on there or whatever, but it was nice food, so whatever. Mm. Well, I think that's about it. That was awesome. That was a really, really, really quick really, hour. Yeah. Thanks for having really us. Really cool you really <laughs> yeah, I've really enjoyed it. Thank you. We'll have that picture. Yeah, yeah. We'll do a nice photo. And Selfies, put on Instagram. We'll go and some art <laughs> and I will cake and a drink. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I need to smoke a fag. <laughs> Have we got one time for me to just say one closing thought? Yes, Because yeah. something you said earlier about um, life isn't easy, if you're still here, you're winning. Yeah. I just wanted to share this tiny little story that completely yeah, changed how I go looked. At, when you have anxiety or depression, you kind of think of yourself as being quite weak often and I was working in a local tourist attraction it's quite a scary attraction to go into um, so this kid really didn't want to go in he was really scared 
And his mum was like really patiently trying to coax him in and he decided he didn't want to go. Anyway, this was not what I expected her to say and I thought it was the most beautiful thing. She turned to me and she said, he's the, most, he's the bravest kid I've ever met. He's scared of everything, but he does it anyway. And I was like, nice. oh my God, how beautiful is that? That she doesn't go, oh, he's a wimp, he's scared of everything. She goes, he is so brave because he's scared of everything. And I thought, I'm going to see myself like that. Let's all see yeah. ourselves like that. We are so brave for dealing with this stuff and still getting up every morning and still going to work or still looking after the kids. Mm. And like that makes you so brave. And mm. I think it's really important people see themselves as that and not weak. I love that. I'm yeah. taking that. I know, isn't it beautiful? I was like, so what a beautiful good. moment. So true, that is so we needed so a nugget, true. didn't we? I yeah. said a little, we, a little, we needed a little nugget. saying, a little nugget. That's, that's cool. Like. That's exactly what <laughs> yeah. we like. That's exactly what we want. That's what we're always looking for. Like, <laughs> and I think um, we have quite a few in this one, so thank well, yeah. you. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thank you. Everybody clap. Yay! Right. I want a cake. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.